Support for this IPR podcast comes from Iowa Community Foundations, an initiative of the Iowa Council of Foundations, connecting donors to causes they care about. Details on the Endow Iowa Tax Credit Program at communityfoundations.org. Today is Friday. It's the 8th of December. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. CNN has announced it will host a debate on January 10th in Des Moines for Republican presidential candidates who have at least 10 percent support in three polls. And one of the polls must be of Iowa likely caucus goers. The debate will be at Drake University and five days ahead of Iowa's January 15th caucuses. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis called on Donald Trump, who has skipped the other debates, to show up to this one. DeSantis, former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley, and businessman Vivek Ramaswamy are all scheduled to be in Sioux Center tomorrow for an event Congressman Randy Feenstra is hosting. The Iowa Department of Health and Human Services says it has disenrolled more than 160,000 people from Medicaid in the past seven months. We get the details from IPR's Natalie Krebs. Iowa DHHS officials are in the process of removing people who no longer qualify for the program, but stayed enrolled during the COVID-19 pandemic due to federal requirements that ended in April. Preliminary state data show 70% of those disenrolled through October were for procedural reasons, like not returning required paperwork. State DHHS Director Kelly Garcia says officials are taking precautions to make sure those who still qualify aren't losing coverage. We have a variety of different systems that um, pull down and extract data and and populate the forms ahead of time. And we um, work very hard on that. According to state data, more than 15,000 people who have been disenrolled so far have had their coverage reinstated. Nearly 50,000 Americans died by suicide last year, the highest rate since 1941. That's according to recent data released by the Centers for Disease Control. The provisional data show Americans 65 and older saw the greatest increase in suicide rates of any age category, jumping 8 percent from 2021. Jonathan Platt is an assistant professor of epidemiology at the University of Iowa. He says older Americans are more prone to social isolation and financial instability. They're um, more economically precarious oftentimes. Um, They're losing their friends. You know, friends are dying and their social networks are literally shrinking. The report shows suicide rates for young people ages 10 to 24 dropped 8 percent. According to the CDC, 549 Iowans died by suicide in 2021. If you or someone you know need help, call the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline at 988. Preliminary numbers from the Iowa Department of Natural Resources show November to be one of the driest on record, according to the latest water summary update. Tim Hall is the DNR's Hydrology Resources Coordinator. Parts of northwest Iowa, this was the third driest November on record, and those records go back to the late 1800s. So exceptionally dry in parts of the state. Most of the state was at least the top 10 or top 20 driest November on record. November's statewide average precipitation was just over a third of an inch. That's nearly one and a half inches below normal. And a Davenport-based newspaper chain is boasting strong growth among in its digital readers and advertisers. That's in the face of continued losses in income overall. Lee Enterprises owns papers in 74 U.S. markets. It runs six Iowa publications, including the Quad City Times, The Courier in Waterloo, and the Sioux City Journal. 
The year closes with 721,000 digital subscribers across its network. That's up 36% since last year. However, print revenue was down across the board since last year, and despite growth in digital, print revenue remains the largest share of its revenue, around 60%. The company is cutting costs aggressively, shrinking compensation and newsprint costs, but Lee Enterprises still reported an income loss of $2.7 million. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. This IPR podcast is supported by Cultivating Compassion, the Dr. Richard Deming Foundation, fostering causes that enrich the community, generate understanding, and cultivate compassion, including above and beyond cancer. In states where abortion was restricted following the fall of Roe v. Wade, a growing number of people are seeking permanent contraception. Side Effects Public Media's Taylor Wisner reports. Grace O'Malley sits in her living room with a cup of coffee. She sips and reflects on when she decided she didn't want to get pregnant. She has Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, a genetic condition that weakens the body's connective tissue and can get much worse postpartum. Plus, her doctors told her if she did get pregnant, her uterus could rupture and she could have a premature baby. O'Malley was on hormonal birth control up until last May. But after the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, she knew an abortion ban was likely coming in Ohio, and she might not be able to end a pregnancy if she needed to. I was like, you know, I I actually want to talk about getting surgery. And the nurse just, she was surprised, and she was like, oh, okay. Dr. Clauda Malin checks off her to-do list after a morning surgery as an OB-GYN at Metro Health Medical Center in Cleveland. She says since the Dobbs ruling came down, many of her patients have been seeking more permanent solutions. Some patients will say, like, oh, could you stash some IUDs for me? You know, like, they'll really, they get very nervous that it's it's just going to go away overall. And so nobody can re-implant your tube once it's been taken out. So I think that they have that comfort of there's no way anybody can take this part away from me. Legislators in some Midwest states have floated bans on birth control. So far, they haven't gone anywhere. But the fear is real. What Mullen is seeing in Cleveland is part of a national trend. The Kaiser Family Foundation surveyed more than 500 gynecologists across the country in the spring. More than 40 percent of doctors surveyed reported an increase in patients asking for sterilizations and stops. That includes states in the Midwest and South, where abortion is banned with very limited exceptions, and states like Ohio, Iowa, and Wisconsin, where bans sit on shifting sands. Ohio voters, though, recently approved an amendment to the state constitution which guarantees access to abortion. There aren't many big health risks to tubal sterilization. Doctors mostly worry about regret. But the majority of patients are like O'Malley. She had some complications post-surgery, but says she never second-guessed her decision. I've never really thought about it, honestly. It's just kind of been... It's become kind of a fact of my daily life. It's like, hi, I'm Grace, I have red hair, and I can't have kids. (laughs) Some men are also changing their contraception patterns. Dr. Sarah Swigert, a urologist at Ohio State University Wexner Medical Center, says they've performed double the number of vasectomy consults and procedures as they had before the ruling. She points to a Cleveland Clinic study, which showed the average age of men getting the procedure has dropped from late 30s to mid 30s following the court decision. The study also showed an uptick among men who had never had kids. She's seen that trend firsthand in her practice. I think as more women speak out about perhaps not wanting to be on various forms of birth control for decades, 
I think that men are more aware of vasectomies and perhaps are sort of doing their part, so to speak. Vasectomies are generally safer than female sterilization and have a much quicker recovery. But Mullen isn't surprised that so many women want the procedure themselves. They are the ones who would have to carry the pregnancy and handle the ensuing health impacts. O'Malley feels that acutely. She has been in vulnerable situations in the past. She was sexually assaulted in college and went through a period where she was homeless. I would want to know that I was going to be safe and I wasn't going to end up in a situation where I was pregnant and I would have no path to go. She says her choice was an act of self-protection. I'm Taylor Wisner, Side Effects Public Media. Side Effects Public Media is a health reporting collaboration of public media newsrooms across the Midwest, including IPR News, exploring the effects of place, policy, and economics on Americans' health. And this is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. You can find this podcast wherever you subscribe to them. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.